Greetings, Meltopians. If you've become enthralled by the dark wastes and nightscapes of Meltopia, and want to further explore its Stygian depths, consider joining our Patreon. For $2 a month, you could become a Meltopian and gain access to the darkest artworks, as well as written mythos pieces contained in the Melgrim, entries in Meltopia's own dark encyclopedia, and the legendary Corpus Diabolos, an elite publication containing essays written by the most esteemed dark scholars. For $5 a month, become a feared mailsayer and gain early access to episodes on the Meltopia and Sleepwake Cycle podcasts, and listen to new episodes of our audio series, Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book. And for $10 a month, join the ranks of the Melsapien, where you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, October's Children, as well as gain access to found recordings discovered throughout the world in The Weird Tapes. But if you're not ready to delve into the pitch just yet, and would rather swim the shallows to test the blackened waters, you can explore our public page which contains our entire backlog of Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book, episodes from the Meltopia podcast, which all together number over a hundred episodes. So, whether you want to become a full denizen of the dark, or simply peruse the public archives, come visit us at patreon.com forward slash Meltopia. That's M-A-E-L- T-O-P-I-A. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Maltopia Podcast. For early access to the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more, join our community at patreon.com maltopia. For original artwork, YouTube narrations, merch, and more, visit our website at maltopia.com. And for the latest news and updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On behalf of Mark, Steve, and Walker here at Maltopia, we thank you very much for your support. The forest darkness was so dense, it actually seemed to offer some slight resistance to the big vehicle's movement. The thin rain began to fall and the distant flashes of light and thunder promised a far grander show to come. For the most part, the driver kept his eyes on me via the sizable rearview mirror, only periodically glancing back at the road for direction. The man was no newcomer to his route, and he was a very poor liar. So, uh, tell me, how far north am I taking you? He smiled when he spoke, as he no doubt took a great deal of enjoyment from the moments before he sprang his trap. The demonic glee of the man was nearly palpable, and while he was not necessarily a practitioner of art, he was most certainly artistic. Until I tell you to stop, I said tersely. As much as the killer amused me, I was far more interested in creating a suitable silence for the reception of the coming storm. Ah, come on. I can appreciate the fix and all, but I'm not driving you too far off my route. 
His insistence on pretending to be a bus driver was commendable, but the noise of that ridiculously transparent effort caused me to refuse him an answer. He finally reciprocated my silence, but I could sense dark thoughts orbiting his mind like flies circling a corpse. A few minutes later, and he decided to make his killing move. I didn't hold it against him. He was, after all, a killer. He prefaced his attempt with a bit of spoken misdirection. Well, uh, I guess I do owe you a big favor, so I should probably give you something for your troubles, right? His massive, hairy hand left its perch upon the steering wheel and moved to a small set of buttons beneath the steering column. When nothing happened after he activated the hidden controls, his eyes widened and flooded with fear. It was the very first time I was able to make out the whites of his miniature eyes. After a few moments, the man cleared his throat and spoke again. So, uh, what's north? His words were accompanied by an increase in his quite noticeable body odor. Mr. Grimes clearly had no head for operating at even the slightest disadvantage. My destination. Again, I hoped for the smallest possible exchange, for if the man had truly given up on his effort to kill me, I wanted to be able to enjoy the coming thunderstorm. Unfortunately, my brevity didn't deter him from further speech. Well, uh, the only thing I know of that's up a ways north is, is New Victoria, and uh, <laughs> I know you can't be wanting to go there. After he realized I had no intention of responding, he added, But, uh, yeah, what do I know? I decided upon a new approach to achieve the silence I required. You know I am dangerous. You know that I've disabled your traps. You know that I might kill you. However, on that last count, should you take me where I desire to go, you will have nothing to worry about. Also, I would require that you remain quiet for the rest of our journey. The man increased the speed of his vehicle, a good way to keep me from moving to the front of the bus, and should he stop suddenly, a fine way to send me flying through the windshield. I kept my seat, watching the ravening storm stalk across the sky in cruel lightning. Again, he transgressed against the silence. So, uh, what? You got a gun or something? That's some kind of weapon you got holding around on your back? He was testing the waters best left untried. No. Look, you're a big guy and all, but do you really think you're going to just stare me into compliance, huh? What's to stop me from just coming back there? As I directed my gaze at him through the mirror, I knew his memory conducted my earlier glare to the other side of his eyes. My eyes now lived within Mr. Grimes, and he understood. After some quiet deliberation, he slapped down into his dirty seat and took out a cigarette. Mind if I smoke along the way? Roll down the window, please. You got it, Chief. The silence hid within me as the thunder filled the killer's bus, and the lightning made terrible things out of the shadows, possibly illuminating the ghosts of victims still in the process of digestion, deep within the rusted bowels of the demon machine. I was amazed at how the storm played with the nightmares inside the bus. They were like two demonic children exploring an abandoned castle, laughing, leaping, thrilling. My would-be killer was oblivious to it all, preferring to divide his attention between watching me and emptying his pack of cigarettes. Truly, he had nothing to fear from me. Short of appearing on my list, there was no way I would take him from the world. 
Mr. Grimes cast a beautiful shadow, and it rivaled any piece I'd ever made. The storm was directly overhead, and the dirt road we followed was quickly becoming a swamp that swallowed our vehicle deeper and deeper into the hungry earth. Soon the road became nearly impassable, and Mr. Grimes had no choice but to pull the bus onto a small patch of dry road hidden beneath an overhang of trees that looked like a huge claw reaching up for the storm. We're uh, gonna have to hold up here for a bit until the storm blows over. Mr. Grimes announced as he had produced a fresh pack of cigarettes. Fine, I said distractedly, still watching dreams trying to break through the places where storm and death intersected. You ever gonna tell me where we're going? As Mr. Grimes spoke, and as the dashboard light slowly sank away into the darkness, the killer blended into the unfolding nightmare, becoming a monstrous and smoking silhouette possessed of a single burning eye. At that point, I had no difficulty engaging the monstrous man, as he was now part of the nightmare that danced within the storm. You're bringing me to the outskirts of New Victoria, I said with a certain matter-of-factness. You gotta be kidding me. What the hell you gotta go there for? Mr. Grimes exhaled smoke into the shadows, and the sound of rain and rolling thunder filled the long pause between his question and my response. I need answers that cannot be glimpsed by mortal dreams, I told him. You, uh, don't say. Well, that's, uh, mortal dreams for you, I guess. Mr. Grimes' sarcasm was as thick as the smoke that filled the bus, but his crude wit was almost entertaining. You know, uh, a while back, I knew this guy. Jackie, or something like that, I think his name was. And he had a brother that got caught sleeping just inside of New Victoria. It was sometime before the military put up all the barrier and razor wires. Well, the two of them were cutting through the city on their way to somewhere or another. But I guess Jackie's younger brother had been asleep for, I don't know, a couple hours or whatever and didn't even know he was going through the place. But just when the car left the city, the sleeping brother starts screaming like some kind of maniac. You know, I still remember exactly how Jackie described his brother sounded. He said it was like screaming, but it was getting farther and farther away. Like he was falling way down into some bottomless hole. But the whole time, his brother hadn't moved an inch from where he was sleeping in a passenger seat. And, uh, that ain't even the scariest bit. You see, when the screaming disappeared, like it finally fell too far away to be heard, Jackie's brother sits up, smiles like, opens the door of the car, and jumps out into the street. Of course, you know, Jackie slams on the brakes and gets out to look for his brother. At first, he doesn't notice anything. Just some noise in the tree branches over his head. Like something was moving higher and higher into the tree. So then Jackie walks a bit further down the road, looking high and low for any sign of his brother, when all of a sudden he sees what looks like a frickin' man breaking through the top of the woods, bobbing along in the air, sound asleep. Well, Jackie realizes it's his brother and starts yelling at him to come back. Don't you know his floating brother just smiles and gives a little wave goodbye, and then off he goes, up into the clouds over New Victoria. It was stories like that one that sent me to New Victoria the first time. However, I'm one of the few men who have slept in that dreadful city and awakened in the comfort of his own body, so I know all too well the perils of sleeping within that place. Despite all of that, I could not repress a growing desire to revisit the living nightmares that stood under the deathly light of darkest sleep, casting molten shadows.
The din of the storm had only grown since Mr. Grimes and I began to speak, so I had almost failed to notice the mechanical rumbling that was slowly growing beneath the thunder, drawing closer. When the noise finally dawned on Mr. Grimes, and the headlamps of multiple vehicles pushed through the darkness of the bus, a long, snaking grin slithered across his ghastly face, and a once-banished confidence returned to his tiny eyes. Yeah, well, uh, look at this. Looks like you might not be going to New Victoria after all, big guy. Mr. Grimes' speed greatly belied his size, as he nearly disappeared from the driver's seat of the bus, and then reappeared amongst the crowd of shadows that lumbered out from behind the obnoxiously bright headlights. Clearly, Mr. Grimes was not the only predator using the back roads as hunting grounds, and it appeared that my murderous driver had cultivated alliances among his fellow monsters. As the shadows milled around Mr. Grimes, I heard the signature sound of firearms, a small metallic clicking that spoke of tiny steel gun parts moving against one another, like the chitinous mandibles of a hungry insect. Eventually, the killer shadows surrounded the bus, hurling threats and challenges from behind the storm of wind, rain, and electric light. A bullet had been fired into the air, and I almost laughed when a clap of thunder annihilated the weapon's report. Suddenly, and with much caution, a group of gun-wielding shadows began to enter the bus. Of course, I was no longer in the bus, but that was to be the least of their realizations. I heard Mr. Grimes instructing the armed shadows to take care, as I was a big sucker with some huge weapon thingy on my back. <laughs> One of the shadows started up the engine, hoping the internal lights might reveal my hiding place. I was glad that Mr. Grimes had chosen to stay outside while his allies invaded the vehicle. Otherwise, I might not have done what I did. I could hear the high-pitched whine of Mr. Grimes' secret machinery coming to life after I reconnected certain wires, replaced by the sounds of flesh tearing, bones snapping, screams being chopped into small bits of groans and gasps and finally the wet sounds of inanimate flesh being worked by busy, mindless steel. The surviving shadows, those who had wisely remained outside, seemed frozen by the antics of the bus-turned-devourer. Within seconds, the silence took me from beneath the bus and placed me behind Mr. Grimes' few remaining allies. My sister awoke in my right hand, giggling. I made sure that Mr. Grimes was a safe distance from me when my sister sorted through the thoughts of one of the shadows, reaching deeply into the convolutions of his brain. The shadow to my left swung a heavy chain at me, but his attack was so slow, I wondered if he intended for me to grab the inbound weapon. I obliged, seizing the chain and pulling its wielder from the ground. My sister entered the hidden places of his body, dancing like a happy child from one red room to the next. After my sibling had exhausted her enthusiasm, I hurled her ruined playmate at the last shadow standing. The flying body struck the shadow in the midsection, smashing it against a tree. My sister was about to play with the stunned man when the thunderous voice of my father commanded her to stop. He wished for Mr. Grimes to see him and the wonderful work of which he was capable. In an instant, my father was revealed, awake in a fire with stolen stormlight. 
The shadow shuddered beneath my patron's terrible gaze. The injured creature pleaded for mercy, but my father had none to give. However, I was pleasantly surprised when the shadow decided to attack rather than die quietly. Like a cornered beast, he howled his last breath, launching from the ground knives out with bared veins. While his feral madness may have served him well against any other foe, it failed him in the face of my father. The thunder roared as the axe collided with the man. My great benefactor seemed to channel the fury of the tempest, creating a second storm of blood, brains, and bone. My father turned towards Mr. Grimes, who immediately collapsed to the wet earth. Holy freaking hell! I know who you are! Then we understand each other, I said. After returning my father to his sleep, I extended my hand to help the trembling killer to his feet. Oh shit, what are you gonna do to me? You, you gonna make me into some kind of freak show corpse? Again, he demonstrated his comedic value. Nothing has changed, Mr. Grimes. We are simply back where we began. You are taking me to New Victoria. And, and then what? I will release you back into the dark waters of your hunting pool. Mr. Grimes seemed relieved, exhaling what he surely thought was his final breath. Behind us, the vehicles of the dead still cast a yellowed light into the darkness, revealing my work. The killer bus driver surveyed his losses. I, uh, I can't believe you killed all my guys by yourself. I was friends with some of them, and they wasn't no pushovers neither. Friends, Mr. Grimes, are no substitute for family. The three of us here at Maltopia want to thank you once again for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to see how we visualize the world of Maltopia, you can view our artwork on Instagram and our YouTube channel. And for the latest news and updates, give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook. To read a growing selection of our dark fiction, be sure to check out Maltopia.com. And lastly, we love nothing more than hearing from you. So we encourage you to leave a review of our podcast and give us your thoughts in the comments. Thanks again for listening.